Welcome to Bishop Dr. Colin Yaki's podcast. Bishop Dr. Colin is an author and also mega church pastor. He is the founder and presiding bishop of Harvestars International Churches, with the headquarters being based in Blair, Zimbabwe, overseeing over 800 churches across the continents. And now, let's listen to a message from Bishop Dr. Colin Yaki. Be blessed. You need some time to say no to food and allow your spirit man to begin to, to, to enjoy and grow and thrive. Say amen. So, if you are to break certain limitations in your life, you need impartations. You need someone who is greater than you. The law of impartation is this. The greater imparts to the lesser. Yeah. That's why God is a big God. He then imparts to us but we ministers hopefully impart to the lesser. I can't find someone who is greater than me and lay hands on them. That's why we always teach you, you must be mature. When you see someone who is greater than you spiritually, don't lay hands on them. Don't do it. Okay, because you are wasting your time. There is no river that flows upward. Uh, it flows downward. So it is the mature or the more spiritual that have authority to lay hands on the lesser. Say amen. Mm. So if you see a baby in Christ trying to lay hands on you, just take those hands gently and say, <laughs> Tell you So impartation therefore comes in to break limitations in our lives. These limitations are broken and then we find that we can function more effectively because something has happened. I say to you on Sunday, I am a total sum of impartations that have come to me. I gave you some of the great names of men and women that we have met over time that have done wonders in our lives. Not necessarily laying hands on us, but sitting under certain ministries. As you sit under certain ministry for some time and your spirit was open to whatever they were talking about, certain barriers and limitations were broken. I talked to you about a man called Joseph Mate. He's late. When I got born again in 1977, I went to a place called the Disciples of Christ. I'm not so sure whether Mama Nyat went to Disciples of Christ as well. Did you visit it? No. Okay. Disciples, I'm sorry. Yeah, they were called Disciples. Yeah. Do you sit under Joseph Mandy? Yes, hey. Right. I sat under Joseph Mandy for a long time. What a man. He had come out from Assemblies of God and started, no, joined the disciples. His disciples had been started by a man called Dungen. He's still alive. He visited me recently in my office. Yeah. When I saw him, I nearly fell off my chair and I quickly took out a gift to bless him. Mm. Always when you meet someone who's blessed you, be quick with your wallet. Carry your wallet with you. Some of you leave your wallets far away. Carry your wallet to bless you. Yeah. A certain man when he visits me called Mackenzie. Mackenzie is a, is a, is a direct spiritual son to Babu Mkwanansi. Yeah, He visits me a lot in my office. Some of you have seen him uh, visiting me. Molly can attest to that. He, he can't live empty-handed where I am. Yeah, I bless him because of his father. Yeah, his father blessed me a lot. I will follow him back to God. Wherever he went, McDonald's, in Jube. But more so, Babam Kwanans brought Babu Pengu. 
the miracle working man. Okay, so I had the privilege of sitting and listening to Ben three times. Three, three times. Three times, the man from South Africa. Three times before he passed on. And therefore, whenever I see the Nubabu Mackenzie, I then project and see Wabu Mkwananzi. And then I go further to see Wabu Ben. So that's that. Then Mike Omen, I'll never forget. I think then that's when I first time, first time to see her. Mike Omen. I, didn't, I don't think she was looking at me. She never bothered to see who I am. And <laughs> yeah, but I was a young boy there, shy boy, but she was there. It was a multiracial group, whites, Indians, blacks, coloreds, all manner of people there. So we were together in there. I was a small boy. I left the country and she remained. I don't know where she went until I saw her and told my friend, that lady there is going to be my wife. Mm. And the rest is history. She's seated here. She even followed me today here. Mm. Yeah. All my stories are true because they can be verified by her as well. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? I just saw her in a meeting. I was coming from UK on holiday and I'm sitting with this naughty guy. Uh, I said, you know what? That lady there singing there, she was singing. She was coming from Zambia. Mm. She sang uh, whether it's a Chibemba song or Chewa song. It was the song. <laughs> she was teaching the whole church. Me, keep on teaching them. <laughs> so she taught them and I told this friend of mine, that, that lady there says, you are wasting your time. This friend of mine says, you are wasting your time. He said, watch me. I never waste my time. Mm. <laughs> the rest is history, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, straight from that service, I, I, I asked her to come for, for, to visit us for lunch and so forth. And she, after that service, but she didn't come alone. She came with a group of people. <laughs> She didn't understand what dating is all about. She came with some 30 or so people. Yet I was inviting her, Lord. <laughs> anyway, let's leave that. Let's go on. <laughs> In case I begin, you say some things here that are controversial. Mm. So, so the person was Mike Omen, the group that we were going. But I didn't see her at that place. I saw her at Bethel. Bethan. Bethan. It's called Lighthouse now. Okay. Then the other man that was crucial to me is Tim Salmon. Tim Salmon was, if you were a youngster, you could easily worship Tim Salmon if you were not balanced. Because Tim Salmon has had everything around him. The, the anointing, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the power to teach. Just as he said that he could teach five hours, you would enjoy it. You would never feel. Each time he said, Amen, we are done. In fact, his, 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 uh, his words that he used to use most of the time when he's finished is, come, come, let's pray. And you think, oh my God, this guy is finishing. Why can't you continue? You finish. And it's hours of teaching. King George, we used to hire King George as a multiracial group and sit under his teaching. So powerful man. I mentioned Neil Kipps. I also mentioned Morgan Sengwai. This man, I would walk kilometers. Mzirigas is far, far from Pelandal, and you have no pass fee. But you are coming and going to listen to a man whom you don't know whether they will be around or not. And most of the time, I will arrive, and then you meet someone who says, And then begin to give a narration about the man of God. Ubaba, 19 something, we are saying, Oh my God. Don't they understand I walked? Couldn't someone send me a WhatsApp? There were no WhatsApp. Couldn't someone send me a WhatsApp and tell me, don't come today. The man is not around. 
<clears throat> so that man impacted me greatly. Why I opened my spirit. I knew each time he spoke every word, my spirit was opened to him. He impacted me. And years later, I told the members of his church and pastors, they came in, I gave them a job at 13th Avenue to paint and fix something. Good man. Very upright man. So I said, look, do you know that your dad impacted me? They went and told the current overseer to say, you know, that Bishop Venyati was impacted by Wabusengwa. So they approached me and said, come and join us. Move your church. I said, yeah, if I move my church there, who's going to be lead? I want to lead too. So, <laughs> yeah, so this is Wabusengwa. Then Apostle Ben, I listened to him three times. And then I mentioned Baba Jeff Mkwanans. Okay, the late Jeff Mkwanans, I did the memorial for, for him. Bill Schutz, he had a brother called Lloyd Schutz. These two brothers impacted us greatly, greatly, greatly. They were genuine apostles, especially Lloyd Schutz. Genuine, genuine apostle. I told you the testimony that I drove him from here to Harare, going for what we call fire conference, the first of its kind, hosted by Reinhard Bock when he moved away from South Africa. And he was here in Zimbabwe for two, three years, living here in Zimbabwe. And he hosted fire conference at the Sheraton, the first of its kind. When Sheraton was open, before it was open to the public, 1986, uh, 86, we opened it with all the speakers, Benny Hinn, oh, you name them. I mean, over 140, because Reinhard Bonk was a big man. When he called, people came. And who was there? Guess what? Me. Mm. And then I listened to Benson Idaosa. I went there. There was no room there. All preachers from America wanted to listen to Pentecost, including me who was in the preacher. Yeah. And his, his sessions were packed. Packed, packed, packed. But I managed to squeeze in. I came from number um, Ziligas. I knew how to get into a place, even if it's full, and get a seat. <laughs> so I got in there. Some of you are too polite. Yeah. You just find a place full. Ah, it's full. Ah, yeah. Ah, let's go home. You are mad. You are crazy. Get in there. What type of a person are you? <laughs> Get in there. Push yourself in there. Especially the things of God. Never accept that it's full. Do like what I told you about Mstanga when I took him to Ghana and there was pain in. He was the first one to be laid hands on. Instead of me, he is laid hands on me before me. You know, he's carrying my bag and they say, oh, no, no, no. This is Bishop Nyat. We accept Bishop Nyat here. But who are you? He says, oh, yeah, Bishop Nyat's bag is too heavy. I am carrying to sit with him. So they looked at me. I just said, what can I say? The man came. When this man is about to lay hands on people, on us ministers, he starts with this man. <laughs> yeah, because Mtanga could never take a no for an answer. Yeah, he did everything. He was going to carry even my shoes and say, keep his tattoo, Bishop, because I want to be there. And because he attracted such an anointing, it fell upon him. So then I talked about uh, Kenneth Hagin. I read all his books. I bought all of his books. They were stolen by, by some Christians. Mm, Christians are fun. Bishop Mkanda. Mm. When we started this church, I drove. I left at home. I drove with our kids to Harare to ask for a cover. Mm. I mentioned Prophet Brent Douglas, a prophesied concerning this structure. John Arnott, you have to watch the video. Uh, Toronto Blessing. 
Then Benny Hinn himself, when he laid hands, when he had laid hands on Mklang, he laid hands on me lastly. <laughs> Bishop Doug, of course, the coronation, I said coronation, consecration, uh, and many, many other places too, and many others. Okay, so if you want to break limitations in your life, impartation, therefore, becomes key. What is impartation? Here it is. Impartation is transference of divine virtues. I'll write that down. Transference of divine virtues. Number two. Impartation is transference of divine deposits. Number three. Impartation is transference of supernatural graces. Supernatural graces. There are five sources of impartation. Five sources of impartation. Here is the first source. Five sources. Say it with me. Say five sources. Five sources of impartation. The first one is through divine encounters. Through divine encounters. Every man, every woman, boy, girl, who has ever had encounters with God received great impartations that literally altered their makeup spiritually. Completely changed them. Because divine encounters are real. And whenever you are exposed to them, they leave a mark in your spirit. A mark in your spirit that can never be erased by anything. Because it's a divine encounter. It could be an angelic visitation. It could be a voice. It could be an atmosphere that's pregnant with the spirit of God. It could be a prophetic word that is issued. It could be a man of God laying hands on you in a different way. When I say different way, in a way that's so impactful that it leaves a good mark in your spirit. Divine encounters. Let's deal with one. This is called one. Okay. Let's Daniel 10 verse 18. Then again, the one having the likeness of a man touched me. That's a divine encounter there. Touched me and strengthened me. Daniel was touched by one who had the likeness of man, but he was a man. He was God himself. He touched this man, and this man was strengthened because he was weak somehow because of many things that were happening to Daniel at that particular moment, and strength then was released. Can I give you still on one a few keys to divine encounters? I call them A, B, C, D, E, F. Key, few keys to divine encounters. Here's number one. If you are to experience divine encounters, you must understand and feel comfortable with these two words I've just listed there. Isolation and separation. You will never encounter God if you're always among friends. Yeah. There are people that can't stay and live without other people around them. They want to be among people. 
They feel lonely. They will tell you I'm lonely when I'm not with people. They can't be alone with God. They always want to. God rarely encounters people in a group. Let me say that again. God rarely encounters people in a group. God will isolate you, separate you, and then allow you to have a divine encounter. I can give you many people. Can I start with Moses? <laughs> Moses was a prince in Egypt. God had to take him and isolate him and send him in a place called Midian. What is Midian? Midian was a desert. It is there that God spoke to Moses alone with God. Joseph was a spoiled boy. Loved among his brethren. Yeah. His father loved him and he made a coat of many colors. But God needed to take him out of that environment where he was spoiled and then alone. When I look at some of you here, your parents spoil you. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell children that are spoiled and say, that one is spoiled. That one is spoiled. It's your father who loves you more. More. And that love is crazy. It's not normal. So God will take you out to deal with you. <laughs> because God is not Father Christmas. God will deal with you to develop your character. Yeah. So that you are able to contain the things of the spirit. Yeah, you can't contain the things of the spirit when you are spoiled like Joseph was. And therefore God takes him out. Guess where? He throws him in Egypt. <laughs> alone. For 14 years. Alone. Before he then caused them to reunite with his brothers. 14 years. So isolation becomes key. But we have a man here called Jacob. <laughs> Jacob was a mama's boy. He's a mama's boy. This family where Jacob grew up was a dysfunctional family. You say, how dysfunctional? Dysfunctional in such a way that the father loved Esau because Esau was a hunter. You bring him meat. The mother loved Jacob because Jacob loved to be in, around the kitchen. Yeah. So each time you have parents that prefer one child to the other, you know it's a dysfunctional family. Yeah. yeah. When you have kids, you want to love them the same. Okay. You don't want to show that you prefer this one to the other one. You love them the same. This family here was dysfunctional. Until therefore, Jacob connived with the mother, or the mother connived with Jacob to deceive the elder brother Esau of his birthright. But Esau was to blame too. Esau didn't care about the things of the spirit. Esau was a numbu guy. Say numbu guy. Mm. Yeah. He preferred his stomach more than the things of the spirit. Like most Christians are. They will prefer to eat all the time and never fast. And therefore, those Christians are not deep in the things of God. Hey. He is a dysfunction. Give me the scripture. Here is a dysfunctional family. Until then, Jacob steals the birthright of his brother, Esau. Yeah. He stole initially the generational blessing. And then he steals the birthright. And he runs away because Esau wants to kill him. Esau now he is hungry. He begins to think, what have I done? I have sold my birthright for Indumba. Red, red Indumba. Uh, and then he wants to kill the brother. 
But while Jacob was a mama's boy, Jacob was perceptive. Even the mother knew that this guy is destined for great things. But Esau just wanted to hunt and eat. Satsandivurai. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, we will Satsandivurai. <laughs> Always open and eating and eating. Give me the scripture. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba. He is running away from home now. Because Israel says, you have stolen these things from me and my mother has helped you. I'm going to kill you. That's Israel. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward a place called Haran. In Haran, they lived his uncle. He had not seen his uncle for many years. His uncle was a guy called Laban. Laban was a dude like Jacob. They were the same. Crooks. <laughs> so when you are a crook, God will allow you to meet another crook. If you are a crook of a single lady, you will marry another crook who is more devious than you. So the two of you will crook each other. <laughs> you will leave in the morning saying, I'm going to wake. And the husband is saying, I'm going to wake. And no, none of you are going to wake. Mm. Yeah, you have chikomba somewhere there where you will meet them. And therefore crook. And then you meet. How has work today? Beautiful. And you ask the husband, how was the work? Oh, it was tiring today. Two crooks, they are married together. May God give you one of your kind. <laughs> I bless you with one of your kind. Say I receive, Papa. Why can't you say I receive? I bless you with one of your kind. <laughs> one of your kind. If you're a lazy lump, a lazy cloth, may a lazy dude come into your life. So that the, together you may lie and be poor. Ah, yeah. you get poor while you are ah, no we are tired we are always tired and you will be tired unto more debts and unto poverty Okay, let's read so he came Jacob is leaving home now he's running away it's the mother who is helping him run run Jacob run you are carrying something generational now it can't be reversed because the father had blessed him thinking it was Esau Jacob comes in feeling all hairy and the father says, are you my son? With a small voice, yes, I am. How come the voice is like Jacob? But the feel is that of Esau. And he says, I am. And the father releases a blessing. Once you are blessed, huh? you are blessed. Lift up your hands and say, I'm blessed. I both hands. Say, I'm blessed. But why are some of you angry? Why did you come here if you are angry? Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yeah. Once you are blessed, no one can annul the blessing other than yourself. Uh, through your ways. Nobody can annul that blessing. It follows you. It's a generational blessing. He's running now. Because the sun had set. He's alone. Mama is not here now. The sun is set. Aha! He kept to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set and he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head and he lay down in that place to sleep. He's alone. Watch what happens when you are alone. Next verse. Then he dreamed and behold a ladder was set up on the earth and his top reached to heaven and there the angels, this is a divine encounter and there the angels 
and they the angels. You say, but Lord, the man was a crook. Oh no, things had changed. He had received a generation of blessing. And there, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Watch verse 13, the last verse that we read. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, your grandfather, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give it to you and your descendants. There's great impartation there that he receives this man. Here is another instance. Jacob again. Give me Jacob. Jacob wrestling with God. This is years later. He had been to Bethel and the heavens opened. God impacted him. Divine encounters. We said on number one, one of the ways or sources of impartation is divine encounter. Here's the second one. Jacob wrestling with God. Genesis 32, verse 24 to 28. Then Jacob was, uh, was left with many friends. Let's read it again. Jacob was left with alone. Alone. Say alone. Say it again. Say alone. Ask your neighbor, why do you love crowds so much, even at home? Hmm? Yeah, even in your car. Everywhere you can't be alone. You feel so lonely when you are alone. Yet you can turn that atmosphere into encounters with God. Mm. When you are alone. When you walk with God so much, you find that you want to withdraw from among people and be alone. Mm. When you are shallow in the things of God, you are always wanting friends. Hello, when are you coming to my home? Hey, hi, when are you coming? Yeah, yeah, when are we meeting, Make? Hi, when are we going out? You are an idiot. God can't encounter you when you're like that. There are times he wants to talk to you alone. Ah, alone. Hey, I'm preaching. There are some people that want a boyfriend for the sake of a boyfriend. They don't know the years that you are alone right now, single, are very crucial years. You pray more until that idiot comes into your life. He doesn't allow you to pray. <laughs> You are more spiritual when you are alone than with a boyfriend. Amen. Ah, yeah, yeah. You are more spiritual, young lady, when you are alone. Yeah. Don't worry about a boyfriend God will give you. Because you can pray. You can fast. Yeah, when you are alone. But when that dude comes in, he will suck when you are praying. Yeah, okay. So, I will now he wants you to be with him. He feels bad when you are with God. These guys are crazy guys. Yeah. Don't see them being spiritual here wearing suits like undertakers and you think they are spiritual. They are far from being spiritual. <laughs> Look at the guy next to you and say, I know dudes. Dudes are not spiritual. Say, I know them. Ah. If now you start to say, Mom, I want to pray and fast, this man will suck. Mm. This man is sucking. Hey, hey. All he's thinking of is his flesh and nothing else but the flesh. Say, the flesh. Mm. <laughs> Spiritual. Spiritual. Yeah. 
Then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. Until the breaking of the day. This man has had an encounter initially. He knows how special encounters are. He meets a man who is like God. He says, I'm not letting you go. Never will I let you go. God speaks in, in slang and he says, he says, I'm not letting you go. I'm not letting you go. I will hold on to you until you bless me. <laughs> he had known the power of a blessing from his father when his father blessed him. Now he meets an encounter and he encounters a divine presence. He says, I'm not letting you go. Then Jacob was left until daybreak. He is fighting and wrestling with God. Yeah. Let's read verse 24. When he saw that it did not prevail against him, he touched the sword. God, God could not get away from this guy. He says, if you're God, I'm not letting you go. I'll hold on to you until you bless me. And then he touched the socket of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled. If you happen to go to Uganda today, look for Jacob in Kampala. You'll find him limping. Oh, you've lost me as well, isn't it? I've lost you. When I say Uganda, I'm just saying, wherever you meet Jacob, <laughs> you'll find Jacob with a limp. Because there, verse 26, and he said, let me go. For the day breaks. But he said, but he what? Let's say it again like Jacob. I will not let you go unless you bless me. <laughs> if you are going to go far in the things of God, you must have this thing called tenacity. The ability to hang in there. Eh? And not leave. Once you sense there is a little presence of God there, don't leave that place. Once you attend a service and you sense the atmosphere is changing, don't go to the loo. You may miss out. Stay there. <laughs> oh, this generation, they don't know how to entertain God. Don't be going to the loo four hours and you find others gone. Stay there. You say, Bishop, what if you really want to do job one or job two? Stay there and say, hey, body, quiet now. Listen. There's a blessing passing by here. I will see you later, toilet. <laughs> but poor you. You love your toilet more than and you're going there to, to open your WhatsApp. Say, ah, what did he say? All right. And you're missing. By the time you come in, the wave is lifted. No wave can wait for you because you're in the loo. Ah, unless God feels pity for you and he follows you in the loo. And he moves by his spirit in that loo. But really, does he do that? <laughs> so he said to him, what is your name? This man is wrestling with God until God asks him his name. As if God doesn't know his name. He wants him to say the name. He says, I am Jacob. <laughs> he wanted a confession. The name Jacob means a kubuzela, 
a supplanter, a deceiver, a cheat, a conman. That was Jacob. He had conned his brother. So when he confessed that, watch the blessing that comes in. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with man and have prevailed. That's number one. A. I give you B. Keys to divine encounters. Elijah. Focus. If you are in a church service, please focus. Even if you have come with your girlfriend, tell your girlfriend now we are serious. We will see you later. You see, he will see, she will say, where are you going? Say, no, I'm here. But I'm just saying, I will forget that you are here. Yeah. That's why you can't come to church and be looking for girlfriends or boyfriends. Yeah. You don't know what you do. Even God can't trust you with a spouse if you're like that. Amen. When it comes time to worship God, forget who is next to you. Or forget who is across. Ah, these young guys. Please touch the shoulder of a young guy and say, Are you hearing what we're talking about? You can't compete and allow anything to compete with the presence of God. A dude that you like somewhere there, he walked in and you said, Wow, I re you saw some muscles. It's not muscles. <laughs> Focus on God. Focus on God and God will bless you and give you someone better than the dude that came in. Focus. Elijah therefore is focusing. Watch the focus by the prophet Elijah. Give me the scripture. First Kings 18.21 And Elijah came to all the people. This is a nation that is lacking focus and Elijah is frustrated and he stands up now. Look at what he says. And Elijah came to all the people and said, what did he say? How long will you falter? How long will you be held between two opinions? How long will you be in between? How long will you be in development? How long? How long? The prophet is angry. How long? How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, serve him, follow him. But if Baal or Satan save Satan, he's not Satan, he's Satan. That's his better name, Satan. If your God is Satan, save him. Yeah. Go and save him. If you love your discourse, go and enjoy there and die while you are getting down. Do, 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 do. Go there. But if God is God, Come to church and abandon yourself to God and give your life to him. You will see what he will do with a life totally given. Why are charismatic Christians half-baked? Because they give themselves half and half to God. And that's why they don't go anywhere. Uh -huh. They don't go anywhere. You just look at the Christian next to you. Just look at it and say, I know you're afraid of them. Just look at them and say, dere, dere, chete, dere, dere. Mm. <laughs> and Elijah is frustrated with a nation that knows Jehovah as their God who delivered them from Egypt. After 430 years of enslavement, showed them miracles, the Red Sea, manna, quails, water, 
their own clothes not wearing out. This is the God who moved with them. But here they are, they are confused. And Elijah says, how long will you falter between two opinions? Is God God? Serve him. Serve him. If not, find some way a disco there and dance all night. At least God can reach out to you by his grace because he knows. One of the difficult things is to reach out to a person who is half-half. Yeah. yeah. Half-half. Another half is the devil. Another half is trying to be God. Half-half. And the person that you are sitting next to is half-half. Look at them and say, you are half-half. Mm. Focus therefore becomes key. Anything that you focus on is magnified. Uh -huh. If you focus on your sickness, it, it gets bigger. Uh -huh. If you focus on your problems, even if though they are tiny, they become bigger. Because you begin to talk about them. And as you talk about them, you are amplifying them. Oh, my, my, my disease, my, my headache. Uh, yeah. Then the devil whispers, you are going to die. Uh, you are dying. And then he adds another facet to that small little thing that you have. He says, you are gone. You will never reach 22. And you believe that you're gone. Because you're focusing. But if you move your focus, Elijah was trying to tell them, you are better off focusing on one than these two things. Focus on God if God is God. Say amen. Yeah. And there are many people that come to church, they are really not focused on God. No. They came to church because the church is a cool place. Uh -huh. Or they came to church because they are following a lady. Young guys follow, can follow a lady to church. Thank God at times God's grace allows them to be born again. Yeah. But young ladies as well can follow a dude to church. Yeah. And you are not coming for God. You are coming for somebody. <laughs> what a waste of time. Tell your neighbor what a waste of time. Focus. Number three. Keys to divine encounters. We just gave you one source of impartation called divine encounters. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. <laughs> I don't know of any generation that can sacrifice like this generation. Ay, 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 ay. Sacrifice one in sacrifice They never want to sacrifice. Never, never want to sacrifice. They don't want to sacrifice of their time. They don't want to sacrifice of their resources. They don't want to sacrifice of anything that belongs to them. It's a generation of takers more than givers. Touch your neighbor's shoulder and say, you are a taker more than you are a giver. Watch how David encountered God. Let's take you to this place called the Onan threshing floor. Onan is a man. Okay. First Chronicles 21, verse 22 to 26. Then David said to Onan, here is David first with a plague. He sinned. There is a plague in Israel. People are dying left, right and center. Because David sinned. How did he sin? He numbered the armies of Israel. And God got angry with him. He said, why do you number my people? Do you want to be able to say it is because of our strength that we are defeating our foes and yet it's me and God. God. In fact, his prophet had told him, don't do that. Don't do that. But the Bible says, nevertheless, the word of the king prevailed. Let's read. Then David said to Onan, grant me the place of this threshing floor 
that I may build an altar unto it or on it to the Lord. You shall grant it to me at the full price. Say it with me. At the full price. As long as you are looking for discounts in God, you will never encounter God. As long as you are looking for shortcuts in God, you will never encounter God. There are no discounts in God. Oh, please, no. I know Zimbabweans were used to negotiating. How much is this? Uh, $20. Hey, can you make it for me $15, please? I only have $10. Don't do that with God. <laughs> Don't do it with God. Don't come negotiating with God for, for, for anything less than the full price. Okay, there it is. You shall grant it to me at the full price that the plague may be withdrawn from the people. Watch the temptation that comes to David. Watch this priest now. Listen. And Onan said to David, take it to yourself. You are a king, David. I'm giving it to you. Take it to yourself and let my lord the king do what is good in his eyes. Look, I also give it you the oxen for burnt offerings, the threshing implements for wood, and the wheat for the grain offering. I give it all. Onan is saying, you are a king. Why should I sell you anything? I'm giving even more. Because you've just hinted, I'll give you the oxen, I'll give you the sacrifice, I'll give you the wood, I'll give you the place, even everything that you want, King David. If it was you, the charismatic, you would have said, Hallelujah, God has provided Jehovah Jireh. <laughs> there are some things in God that you need to pay a full price. That's why you see me here when I sense the presence of God. I take out my wallet and give myself. I don't say they have given. I want the same blessing. Watch the next verse. Then King David said to Onan, no, say no. But I will surely buy it for the full price. I want to pay you full price. I want an encounter with God. I can't take a discount here. For I will not take what is yours for the Lord, nor offer burnt offerings, that which costs me nothing. Nihala. Kumele mpatali. Sacrifice. Next. Numbers D. A, B, C, D. Prayer and fasting. I know you don't like this one. <laughs> <laughs> you never you never go beyond even five cases because fasting makes you angry mm. <laughs> if they just miss one meal anger you're so angry Prayer and fasting. It is Daniel's 21 week time of prayer and fasting that caused Archangel Gabriel to come and minister to you. Yes, while, it was, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning being caused to fly swiftly reached to me about the time of the evening sacrifice. Can you imagine being visited by Gabriel? There are three archangels that we know of by name. Gabriel, Michael, 
And the other one is this brother that fell off. He's called Lucifer. Mm. <laughs> Three. It is Gabriel, the bearer of good news, that visits him. He lives where he's supposed to be with God to visit a man. We had taken 21 days in prayer and fasting. And the message is getting is from the first day you set your heart to pray and fast. I heard you. <laughs> An angel was dispatched because we were praying and fasting. An angel was sent by God. Go with the answer to that man who was praying and fasting. What happened to the smaller angel? There was the prince of Persia who intercepted that angel and said, you are not going down there. You are not going down to give this man. And this is another portion different from this. And that angel had to go back and get not Gabriel, but got Michael. And Michael came after 21 days with the answer. And he said, hey, man of God, here is your answer. You have been praying. First day you prayed, God heard you. An angel was sent, but they met the prince of Persia. Demonic spirits that were greater than this smaller angel. This smaller angel said, oh, okay, you think you are great? I'm going to call Michael. And Michael came in and said, Suganlap. He talked in Debel and said, put a vibe and shun. A vibe. A vibe. To the food. Murukupi. Furai, furai, chef, chef, chef. And chef, furad. Say, vab. Michael can't be denied. And the answer came to Daniel. He had been praying and fasting. And here, it is Gabriel that visits him. Because he was a man of prayer and fasting. There's something of prayer and fasting that draws God. Say, Amen. It causes divine encounters. Touch your neighbor and say, when are you fasting next? Mm -hmm. <laughs> when are you fasting next? <laughs> when? How can you eat 365 days a year? Are you a demon? <laughs> what causes you to shiver when you haven't eaten some food? You're shivering. It is demons then of glutton that are inside of you. Yeah. Right now you're not fasting. You just, your last meal was lunch. But right now you're shivering. When is Bishop finishing? And right now what's moving in you is your matumbus that you cooked. You left them somewhere. <laughs> Dumburuza. <laughs> Say Dumburuza. Can I give you point number five? I'm teaching you hard stuff here today. Is that not so? It's not for kids. Yeah. Stand up while I teach you number five. Stand, 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 stand. We're talking about prayer and fasting. If you want to know about fasting, read Isaiah 58. I didn't put it there. Verses 1, 2, up to 8. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? There's something about fasting that breaks bondages. Mm. Fasting does not change God. You don't read your Bible. Fasting changes you. God says, I change not. But you, because you are fleshly, it kills your flesh so that you are able to hear God better. Say amen. Amen. Yeah. But other than that, fasting gives you a flat tummy. Hey, this man here, before he embarked on fast, I was talking to him about his tummy. His tummy was like this. It was like a sea. A sea looking backward. Yeah, somewhere there. 
and inkonzo even inkonzo ye bedroom ayisasebenzi bini isizwezi you heard when i prayed for this guy last week when i prayed for wabujela anyway let's leave that but there was a sea here he's on the fast look if he continues you'll be flat mm. yeah. completely flat <laughs> but I want you to look at a man next to you there who has a big stomach and say, Iwe, ne dungura kwe. Is this not the first, listen to this, is this not the first that I have chosen to lose the bones of wickedness? That's the first. Uh-huh. To undo heavy burdens. To let the oppressed go free. That you may break every yoke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lift up your hands and say, I want to break every yoke in the name of Jesus. Say it one more time. I want to break every yoke in the name of Jesus. You can only break some yokes. Jesus himself said, at one time when his disciples said, we tried to cast out this demon. It couldn't come out. What was his response? This kind. Ikai. This kind does not come out except through prayer and fasting. This kind. And that kind is talking of religious demons. Did you know that Christians, have, many of them are full of demons? Especially row number one, two, and three. This is deadly, full of demons. <laughs> and therefore, when you, that kind is deceptive. Yeah, that kind can worship, can praise. Can dance. Yeah, can jigiriza. Can try for sure. <laughs> that kind. Unless you are discerning to say, I see the dancing. But hey, there is a brother here that needs to come out. And then you say, Come out! Then the demon comes out. This kind. Say this kind. However, this kind does not go out except by and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Can we then give you E? We're giving you keys to encounters with God. Keys to encounters. Perseverance. Now, perseverance is not the name of a lady that you knew. <laughs> perseverance is a certain characteristic that's needed. Mm. Say perseverance. In fact, perseverance is supported well by Matthew 11, verse 12. I know I put the parable of a widow woman. We're going to read that. But Matthew 11, 12. Let's recite that together. 1, 2, and 3. If you know your Bible. 1, 2, and 3. From to then the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violence take it by force. There is no verse that depicts uh, perseverance like that verse. To simply say, devil, if ever there is any movement here, I am not moving. You are moving. Yeah. You found me here, I am not moving. Yeah. 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 If you want to move, if you want movement, the movement must come from you, yeah. not me. Yeah. When you are stubborn in the things of God. Yeah. So many people give up easily. Yeah. When it comes to certain things in God, yeah. refuse. Yeah. Stand there and say, I refuse. I refuse. Yeah. I refuse. Never. I refuse. 
he will listen to you and move away. There is a lady who refused. Watch this lady. Go back to that lady. The parable. Luke 18 verses 2 say. Saying there was a certain city. There was in a certain city a judge. Who did not fear God. No. Watch the next words. No regard man. In other words he looked down upon people. Later on a widow woman. Yeah. Who are you? Get away from me. I suppose he was rich. Influential. Yeah. Very important man in his time. Now there was a widow in that city. Thank God for that widow in that city. And she came to this judge saying, get justice for me from my adversary. Please, get justice for me from my adversary. Verse 4. Verse 4. And he would not for a while. The judge refused for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man. Hey, what an arrogant man. Though I do not fear God nor regard man. Go back verse 5 now. Yet because this widow troubles me. <laughs> I will knock at your door until you open for me. Amen. Yeah. I'm a widow lady. I lose nothing. I will knock until you open. I will avenge her, least by her, oh, least by her, what? Continual coming. She weary me. I don't need this. She continually comes. I try to rest with my baby on one arm and here I knock. I can almost prophesy that widow woman. <laughs> I try to watch channel 203, Arsenal versus Liverpool. The woman is knocking. <laughs> then the Lord said to her, here, what the unjust judge said. <laughs> this is a man who doesn't know God, but he understands the principle that the violent take it by force. And verse 7, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night? It could be God's vengeance. It could be God coming to you and saying, ah, that prayer of yours, you have prayed that prayer. I might as well give it to you. And then you receive. But some of you, you pray once, the answer doesn't come. You're angry with God. Ah, God didn't hear me. God has favorites. And you leave. And someone comes into your position and he receives that which is yours. I've given you point number one. Keys to divine encounters. I want us to close now just by looking at point number two and appetizing you. Point number two, we are talking of uh, uh, sources of impartation. Look at that source. There are five sources here. I've only given you one. Second source is through a father-son relationship. You must have someone in your life that you call your spiritual father. 
who can correct you without you opening your big mouth? Yeah. If you are in a church and your pastor can't speak to you because of your money or your job or your business, get away from that church. If your pastor fears you because you have money, get away from that church because you go to hell. Yeah, hell is not far away from you. If you are in a place where someone is fearing you because you are a businessman or you are a footballer, very important. I had once a footballer, very important footballer in my church who broke two legs in a match. He asked me to pray for him before he broke those legs. He said, Bishop, the, the team, Zimbabwean team, it's very difficult to get in there. I know I'm talented, but it's very difficult. And then he brought his leg. And he says, pray for my legs. So I prayed for those legs. They were thin legs. I prayed for him. I said, Lord, may these legs be anointed. But above all, may this guy find a place in the soccer, in the Zimbabwe X1. That's long back, so I know you don't know him, so I can talk about him. And that guy, the moment he went to Harare now for the team to be selected, he was selected. Hey. And he scored. Hey. He scored when we're playing against Egypt. Ah! ah if I, he scored. Ah! Hey, he scored. Hey. After some time, he forgot God. God. It didn't take long hey. to forget God. Hey. Having laid my hands on those thin legs, hey. mm, they were very thin. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he forgot God. And he would not come to church. And one time he was playing a match. Not one leg. In one match, both legs broke. Hmm. Father-son relationship. Is there anyone in your life who can speak and you are quiet and you obey? Hmm. That's a source of impartation. Anybody who disregards anything who you are and so forth and say, hey, shut up, sit down. You are not doing well here and there. We are going to talk about that and other keys down the line. Lift up your hands. I just said an appetite. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for keys to divine encounters. I'm ready to employ these keys in my life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Prayer items here. The five keys there. Let's pray about them. Prayer items. Keys to divine encounters. Romans 1 verse 11. For I long to see you that I may impart. Say impart. Prayer item number one. The key of separation. Isolation. Pray and ask God to isolate and separate you in order for you to experience divine encounters. There are some people, ladies and gentlemen, some friends that you may need to come out of. So that you experience God. Yeah. I know you are leaning on those friends. But please. Just for a week or a month. Mm, come out of those friends. They are not good for you. You can never encounter God. As long as you are among people. Yeah, please ask. That God may isolate you. It's a dangerous prayer that you are asking for. You may find yourself in Cholochu somewhere. But ask God. Please lift up your hands. Let's pray. Father, we are those that desire divine encounters. We know that divine encounters will always alter our lives and change our lives. 
But we are creatures of crowds, creatures of habits, certain habits that repel your presence. Here we are, Lord, asking that you separate us for divine encounters. Separate us so that you can speak to us in a unique way. When we are alone, we hear your voice. We hear your voice and we respond to your voice. We are asking God that whatever it takes to separate us, separate us. That we may be alone. Times of prayer, times of fasting, times of isolation. When we can call you, Lord, away from everything. Away from television, away from WhatsApp, away from other things, Lord, that will distract us. That we may know you and encounter you in a unique way. This is our cry and this is our prayer, Lord, that you set us apart in the name of Jesus Christ. That we may hear your voice in Jesus' name. Lift up your hands and pray this prayer and say, Lord Jesus, isolate me. Take me out of the crowds, friends, television, WhatsApp, social media, other friends, and speak to me while I'm alone. I know that when I'm alone, I will hear your voice and respond and change in the name of Jesus. Isolate me, Lord, like you did with Joseph, with Moses and many other great men and women of God, so that I may be changed. In Jesus' name. Amen. I give you an example there of Jacob. Key number two. The key of focus. If you are going to achieve many things in God, you must focus. There is no rock that can withstand constant hammering without cracking. And that's to do with focus. You are looking at one thing and focusing. And Paul says, one thing I do. One thing. Not ten things. One thing I do. One thing I do. One thing I do. I notice here we focus five years. It's just five years to build this thing. Five years. Just doing one thing. Just five years. Five years. Yeah. People saying, oh, no, no, stop it. No, 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 no. We are focused on this. We are focused on this. Boom. After five years, we are under a roof. Is that so? It's focus. Yeah, rainy season, we're here. Winter, we're here. This thing called COVID, we were here. We were coughing at each other. You know it, isn't it? From one area to the other area, coughing. <laughs> but we said we're not giving up. Many good people said stop for two years. We said, no, we're not stopping for two years. We're not stopping for two years. We're focused. Yeah, we're focused. They will hide. When they come out, they'll find a structure already there. But we're focused. Certain things appear because you're focused. Uh -huh. focus. Young guys, if you want a wife, focus on one person. Don't focus on 20 of them. Just one. Yeah, amen. Did you say amen or amen? We said amen. Okay. Focus. Focus. Just one. One lady, one lady. Focus. She may say, no, go back again. Like that widow woman. Go and ask again. Change tactics. Change your perfume. Change your deodorant. Go back again and say, hey, yeah. what about dinner? What about lunch? Yeah. Says, no, not you. You're not my type. Go back again. Yeah. Go back again. Yeah. I tell you, it won't be seven times before yeah. she says, I won't on it. Say, wait, All right. 
Auntie man, I hope you never go and what I want to eat, I want to eat. Yeah. Hey, I will choose expensive things. Yeah. Make sure your wallet is full. What about you? Go on. But because you are not focused, you go to one lady that you love, you know, she is wife material. She says, no. Uh, you go, uh, she, uh, let me find another one. Then you find a third grade of a lady. Your first grade was that one. You are not focused. If God be God, serve him. If Baal, then serve him. And Elijah was saying to people, let's focus on God. Say, Amen. Ask God to help you to focus on him. Lift up your hands. Lord Jesus, we are coming before you. Help us to focus on you. Help us to focus on things, heavenly things, things from above. That's our prayer. That's our cry. In the name of Jesus Christ. May we focus on you. In Jesus' name. May we focus on your word. May we focus on your presence. May we focus on that which edifies, that which will build us, that which will make us. In Jesus' mighty name. Help us to focus, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Help us never to be held between two opinions. But to focus on you. The mighty God. The God of, of Israel. In the name of Jesus. Say Amen. Lift up your hands and shout with me. And say Lord Jesus. Help me to focus on you. Help me to focus on your word. Help me to focus on the assignment. That you have given me. If you are not focused. When God gives you a vision. Someone may take you away from that. Because you are not focused. Ah, you are just wire wiring. A focused person. You can move them. You will never move them. You are focused. Here when we are doing this. Focus. I would come here three times. A time four times. A time five times. Leave 4 a.m. in the morning. I am focused for five years. Five years. Five years. Five years, something must come after five years. So this is what happens after five years. The opportunity cost to this is a ground without anything. We could all have hidden and said, ah, we are fabulous in COVID. Say amen. And today we are. Can you imagine what you can do with your next two years? If you just take two years of your life. Yeah? Just two years. Two years. Just two years, my brother. Two years and say, you know what? This is what I want to achieve in the next two years. Some of you that have bombed out from university. Just two years and you go back. Three years and just say, you know what? Three years you can get a degree. Did you know that? Three years. You can do correspondence and come out with a degree. Three years and come out. And you still find that lady there still waiting for you. And you say, now I'm coming to you in power. Did you know that I'm an accountant now qualified? Carry your decree as you take her out for, for dinner and say, before we eat, can you look at this? You see a swallowing. Saliva. Oh, God. Are you a Joe? You're intelligent. You're a Joe. What are we just saying? You have said it. Amen. Young man, come here. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. This young man, by the Spirit of God, last Tuesday, was it last Tuesday? Yeah, I say, I called you among others. 
and uh, I said to you, you did A-levels. I said to you, what do you want to do? What did you say? He said he wanted to be a doctor. Hey, doc, this dude wants to be a doctor. But he failed his A-levels. So when I said that, I said, you know what? I felt in my heart. Somebody helped me many years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I'm going to sponsor you. I said, come and see me in my office. I'm going to sponsor you for one year. I've given him, I keep my word. All, all my, I've given him money for fees. You're at school now. Yes. You stayed it today. Yeah! <laughs> I paid for him. Yeah. And I've done that with many people. <laughs> many people. Many, many, many. This is the dude. Yeah. They took him. So he's on his way. I said, do Cambridge. Don't do Zim, Zim, whatever. But do Cambridge. I'll pay for it. Here's the money. And the money, he got the money. Wow. Mm. We have one year. Don't come back to me. Don't talk to me, you are fail. Yeah. So you, you must pass. Go, go here. Yeah, you must pass. Mm. Mm. <laughs> now, I didn't give this testimony for you to see me after church. No, I'm just giving you a testimony of what has happened. I've done that to many people. Many, by the Spirit of God. Yeah. If this guy rides on the wave, you see him change. Mm. Yes. In church. I prayed for many. I told you one of my, my son-in-law, my son-in-law is a pilot. He came to my office long back. Long back when he was in my son-in-law. He was just a boy. It was son or something. He says, Bishop, I want to fly you one day. One day. I want to be a pilot. Yeah. He was skinny. Now he's a bigish. So I said, kneel down. I laid hands. He's a pilot now. Yeah. A pilot of fast jet. Yeah. Yeah, he's flown me three times. My God. Mm. Yeah. So all my prayers work. Yeah. I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah. Stay here in church. You see the miracles that will happen. The problem with you is you are just a wishy-washy Christian. Full of demons. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Focus. Pray and ask God to grant your ability to focus on him entirely in order to experience. Just three years can transform your life. Yeah. Instead of just sleeping and lazing around. Just three years of effort. Yeah. Four years will give you an MBA. Yeah. Six years will give you a doctorate. Amen. 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 <laughs> number three. Number three. Number three. Key of sacrifice. You must learn to sacrifice. Sacrifice is never easy. At times, this is the last thing that you have. Part with it for God. If you feel this is God talking to you, part with it. In here are two houses. My wife and I. Two houses. Benside. We sold them. Put them in here. Yeah. You can't play my, my game. I play my game at a different level from yours. I'm not one of those pastors that take. I give. <laughs> Two houses. One of them was in a hill. Is it so? It's a hill. Yeah. So that you could praise God under the... Hey, I'm not a false prophet that says, yeah, yeah, give me your house. I put the house here. So you can't accuse me and say to my church, Bishop spent our money, they will tell you I'm mad. He put more money than all of us combined. Oh, yeah. 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 What if God says tonight, 
give me your house. <laughs> uh, you will be bound. We bind you, God. We bind you. Yeah. We bind this voice. <laughs> and therefore, my blessings will be far greater. Yeah. I will attract blessings that you can't even understand yourself. Sacrifice. Ask God. It may not be money. It may not be your house. It could be your time. God may want to demand your time. But ask God now. This one you are not shouting. Just close your eyes. And ask God and say, Lord, what really do you want me to sacrifice? Which type of Isaac do you want me to sacrifice? And wait for an answer. Don't, don't close your spirit because he will give you an answer that you don't like. Very soon, an answer will drop. What would you want me to sacrifice? What would you want me to sacrifice? He will tell you just now. This is the first time you will hear the voice of God. I know you have never heard the voice of God. But this time, he will tell you that you have always been refusing. This is what I want you to sacrifice. What would you want me to sacrifice? Ask again. What would you want me to sacrifice? Ask for the third time. What would you want me to sacrifice for you? And say this, I will do it, Lord. It may be painful, but I will do it. I will do it. The key of sacrifice. David said, I will never give anything to God that will cost me nothing. Abraham sacrificed his only son, Isaac. That's when God appeared to him as Jehovah Jireh. I believe you've heard the answer. Yeah, this one you've prayed. Number three. Let's go to number four. There are only five. Let's go to number four. four. The key of prayer and fasting. When next are you fasting? Yeah. This one again. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. I'm yeah. Close your eyes and say, Lord, when next do you want me to fast? And how many days? Not how many meals, but how many days? <laughs> how, when next would you want me to fast? When next would you want me to fast? And for how long, Lord? He will tell you. Because there are certain issues in your life that cannot move. Certain mountains that can't move. Because you are missing prayer and fasting. He said, but Bishop, we just finished five days. Oh, yeah. Get into another one. <laughs> he will tell you when and get into it. Get into it and spend time praying. You will see certain things happening in your life. In your church, this church, because you have prayed and fasted. All right, number five. Number five, the key of perseverance. This one you are praying. You are asking God to give you stamina. Please, staying power. If it's prayer, staying power. Not this prayer of looking at your phone and put your phone away. Shut it up. I pray if you can come out of your room where you sleep yeah. and go out there yeah. somewhere yeah. and pray. Yeah. 
Don't spend the day. Start your day with prayer. If you're a mature Christian, a minimum of one hour. Never miss one hour. Never, never, never. One hour. Before you go out and meet anybody, just start with God. Before you eat your breakfast, start with one hour of calling God. If you're a young Christian, 30 minutes is good enough. You can grow from there. Then you can do two hours, then three hours, then four hours, then five hours. Then it's your lifestyle. Mm. Touch your neighbor and say, I want to tell you something. Just touch them and say, can I tell you something? Yeah. Touch them again and say, are you listening? Can I tell you something? And say to them, I'm not judging you. Yeah. You are not a very prayerful person. <laughs> Lift up your hands. Let's pray for spirit of perseverance. Father, we pray that we may be those that persevere. Those that never give up. Those that will stay the course. Those that will have tenacity in our lives. In the name of Jesus. We refuse to give up over many issues. Over your promises in our lives. Though it may take long, we know something is coming. Something is coming in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercies. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together like we are done.